Hello and welcome to the Venus and Vesta Astrology Podcast. I thought there were so many opportunities for love in February that I ought to do a very special Valentine episode. So uh, this is the Valentine episode you know, highlighting when there are opportunities to fall in love, to open our hearts and to meet wonderful people that are going to enrich our lives. Um, so here it is. But to start by saying that Valentine's Day, uh, obviously a Western phenomena that is uh, 14th of February, but really in the pagan sense of this, you know, we had the Leo full moon around the 14th of February or in this time of year, the Leo full moon, which is full on emotional heart centered being. So that's perfect for Valentine's Day. And then, of course, around this time as well every year we have the Pisces new moon and of course that Pisces new moon is is an opening of empathy of trust of giving yourself to another completely and so the two of these astrological events which happen around Valentine's really do create the perfect Valentine's scenario anyway so really are we celebrating a pagan festival or a Christian festival um, I don't suppose it really matters because the key thing is that we are going to have the full royal flush in our hearts. So here are some of the details. So like every year, as I say, around this time, we have the Leo full moon and the Pisces new moon. We've just had that Leo full moon. And because we were um, thinking about Leo, it's Leo full moon, we're seeing that Venus, who's connected with love, is going to go retrograde in July and August of this year. So we're going to look at the Leo full moon. What is Venus doing at this point so that we maybe link the Leo full moon to what's happening in July and August? So, of course, we saw then that Venus was in a square to Mars. And that was quite a, um, a hard square for Venus because Venus in Pisces, as she is at the at, was at the full moon or is still um, at the full moon, is, is is she's very vulnerable and she's completely open and she's open to abuse as well as much as being open to falling in love and really giving of oneself to another. And then obviously square to Mars, Mars being really tricky in Gemini, being able to play the game thoroughly, quite duplicitous, uh, very clever, very astute. And so the two of them together in a square makes kind of there's a frisson there that like, you know, the male and the female coming together in opposites, but in a kind of uh, quite a sexy, spicy clash. So it's the frisson that then potentially and has the huge potential to turn into friction. So that was what was going on in the Leo full moon. But I also see it as, you know, a lot of us have got barriers up or of, or are scared of falling in love. And, and this is also an opportunity to really crack open those barriers and go, look, come on, like, look, wedge open, leave, get a lever and really open your heart to some of the things that might be open you know, around you at the moment. You know, Venus is super soft. She's inclined to love and empathy and Mars can come along and, and either trick you into doing it or, um, you know, really laugh you, laugh you into bed, as they say. So that's what was going on about the Leo full moon, which was on the 5th of February. And right now, Venus is making a sextile 
to Uranus. Now, the sextile is kind of the really kind of quite appreciative and um, positive aspects that really kind of go, yeah, this is really happening in a in a quite spicy and fruity way. So with Venus in a sextile to Uranus, it's like a wake up to uh, your sexuality, you know, what's going on in your body. Uranus is in Taurus, the body. And so this is a real opportunity to wake up to your own sexuality, to work, to wake up what you're feeling in your body when you're around a certain person or just within yourself. So as we as I'm speaking now, this is the um, for the 8th and 9th of February. Yeah, we've got some really kind of nice um, inspirational feelings that make us more inclined to uh, uh, to look around us and to be open. So I think this is a kind of magical set of aspects that we're going through. And and as much as we may be fearful I, and there are some sort of danger signs within there, I still think we've got to take the risk and say yes. The universe only says yes anyway. So say yes to what you want. And what are you saying yes to? What are you feeling that you're saying yes to? And then follow that. Uh, because when Venus is in sextile to Uranus, you know, Uranus is wants to make us evolve and kind of is is the booster that we need to open up and become enlightened. So if there are any barriers, blocks to love, this Venus sextile to Uranus is really going to open that up. It's an, another invitation as well as the Leo full moon to open our hearts. So Venus with such open hearts in Pisces is obviously open to abuse. And so you know, I, I, even myself, I'm saying, oh, well, maybe that's too much. Maybe I'm being gullible. You know, maybe I'm being too understanding. Maybe I have too much empathy and maybe I'm not recognizing the red flags. And there's this idea that, you know, you see a red flag in a relationship or something and you go, oh, no, I must stop here now. And really, there's always going to be red flags. There's always going to be some idea of red flags and, and, you know, all the time. So you can't just stop every single relationship when there's a red flag. You have to deal with it or open up to it and ask questions about it. And so that you are not compromising your own standards, which is the Leo idea of the Leo heart centered being that these are my standards. And if I see the red flag, um, I, I, I'm going to clock it and either address it or, yeah, or, or, um, or yeah, you walk away. But also the, the Venus in Pisces doesn't really want to walk away, is forgiving and understanding. And perhaps we need some of that to open ourselves up to whatever's happening at the moment. But um, also when we come to the Venus retrograde in Leo, maybe we will see where we have dropped standards you know, but I feel it's going to be more complicated than that. And obviously we have a long time to under to get to July and August. And also I see it more as well that we're going to go much more inward and more deeper into what our own heart's desires are at that time. So coming up for Valentine's Day, um, but exact on the 15th rather than the 14th, on the 15th, Venus makes a conjunction with Neptune. It's at 24 degrees Pisces. Now, Venus, as you know, is love, beauty, magnetism. And Neptune 
is the dream world, is the kind of uh, more spiritual world beyond the physical. And it's the magic that happens and the um, more subconscious or um, not in the subconscious in the way that you have with Pluto, but it's more um, super conscious, should we say. And it's the illusion that we create around things that maybe we are deluded. And so when Venus and Neptune come together, it's a real opportunity for to fall head over heels. You know, it's like an incredible wave of emotion. And it's, it's an, also a way of really understanding the sacredness within sacred uni union, that Neptune provides this opportunity with Venus that they go this this is sacred union and if we can recognize that recognize the beauty in it we can let ourselves go into it um, rather than being letting ourselves go in the Neptune way where we are not aware of what we're doing so I think bringing the sacredness into this connection around Valentine's Day is important so that we are riding that wave of Neptunian power rather than being tossed and turned in the tsunami that it can represent. So I think this lovely idea of um, Venus and Neptune coming together just for Valentine's Day is is wonderful. So I'm looking forward to whatever that may bring. Um, and because, you know, Neptune is an outer planet moving rather slowly through Pisces and he rules Pisces. Um, that's his real home ground. And Neptune is the sea. And so it is our sort of super conscious that connects us all, the place where we do get lost. And it is about our consciousness. So it does remind me of the Schumann resonance that measures the consciousness of the planet. And I think I've said this before that, you know, that that um, it measures how we change. And there's been four events in recent times which have changed the consciousness of the planet. And the three that were bad were the death of Princess Diana, the um, the the bringing down of the Twin Towers on 9-11 and the Boxing Day tsunami. Now, the good thing that happened is the rescue. The other thing, the fourth thing was the rescue of the Chilean miners. And so many people around the world stayed up late watching them being rescued. And what joy that brought, what happiness. I mean, I was in floods of tears just watching it all coming together. And all we were coming together to watch this moment, this rescue, which which was a phenomenal thing for the world to see because obviously miners, well, not ov well obviously, yes, but sadly, miners do get trapped underground um, a lot more than, than we ever, you know, ever get to realise. So this was quite unusual that we all the eyes of the world were on this and it was such joy when they got rescued. It, we were all had some heartfelt um, interest in what would happen to them. And, and in the same way, I think the ecstasy, um, you know, found within this, the joy is very similar to the Venus and Neptune coming together. That, that there's this worldwide wave of, of love coming together. So hopefully there will be a wonderful event that we can all connect to, but there may not be. Uh, there may be a much more silent thing that's happening on a personal level um, within our relationships, within our own hearts, how we feel about each other. Um, 
Because remember, you know, that the the Chilean miners, you know, they, they found fame. But then, you know, some of the miners found that there were two women waiting at the top of the mine for them. And when they came out, you know, there was um, real issues that they had to face. Um, and just like with the other three events that that shifted the Schumann resonance measurement that you know, these people had went through hardship or they lost friends, but then they fell in love with someone else. So it really is a shift either way of, you know, you know, moving you on and recognizing what is in your heart so that you can live your truth. So this is this Venus conjunct Neptune is a tsunami wave of love. And whatever the cause, whatever happens around that time, it's an opening for us to shift us forward with 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 our hearts. Now, um, if you're like me and you're potentially a little bit too open hearted and a bit prey to the abuse that happens uh, or people not really showing up as you would like and you're you slightly fearful of losing yourself um, and and, aware, and slightly scared, shall we say, of, oh, no, another massive heart opening where I'm going to get done over. I think, well, really, the idea here is to enjoy it. I mean, it's going to happen anyway. So enjoy it. It is a wonderful, um, magical kind of spreading of love through the planet. So enjoy it and realize that, you know, if you're aware that it's happening and this is why I like astrology, if you're aware that it's happening, you can be clever and and observant and perhaps also aim for some of the healing ideas, you know, recognizing your patterns of open heartedness and and healing those old stories so that if they do come up this time around, you can either behave differently. You can be just as open hearted, but, you know, perhaps be aware that you where you lose yourself along this uh, pattern. So and remember that Neptune can be incredibly and miraculously healing. It's also a deep source of 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 sacred um, spiritual essence and with Venus it's the sacral center so that you can really heal some things that are going on with your sacral center um, where it has been too open and where generationally women have been way too open or been abused so this is an opportunity to um, to initiate some kind of healing within that those themes and also recognize you know we can't be too fear is not right you know we have to be open at every situation i mean not open we have to um see these situations without fear and surrender to them in a way but with our own heart's desires being recognized and so we want to keep our faith that in people keep our faith in other people keep our faith that things will work out and keep our faith that we can work at it we can do it and keep our faith that there is magic and that universe is acting in our best interests all the times and the universe is just saying yes to us all the time and of course on the other hand if you're kind of closed often and feel like well actually this is the opportunity for me to open up i'm too closed i've got barriers up you know this is this is definitely the time to open up and to something wonderful and fun and something to experience, really experience it and experience it not just on a physical level, but on a on an ethereal level as well in your. Um, yeah, like in a in a um, 
in a beautiful, magical dream sense that you can um, have fantasies and uh, create your own illusion, create your own dream. It's really great to get a vision board up with this because it's a super creative energy for wonderful things. Now, we said that it's happening. This Venus conjunct Neptune is actually happening on the 15th, but really on the 14th, Venus is very close to and applying to Neptune. So the, the aspect is getting closer because Venus is the faster moving planet. So when a faster moving planet is moving towards an aspect, we say it's applying to. And Venus is applying to Neptune on and very close to within orb of the conjunction on the 14th on Valentine's Day and also the week leading up to it. So Venus is applying to. So it's ready to initiate something. So I, I predict this is going to be an extra busy Valentine's Day because as Venus moves in, it's like, I've got to send that card. I'm going to send those flowers. I'm going to speak whatever. I'm going to connect connect with that person or um, even, you know, uh, instigate something wonderful with the person that I'm with. It really is a kind of growing energy that um, really does peak at Valentine's and the day after, because when the day after, when it is peaking, you're like, wow, I got the card. This is amazing. So, um, yeah, send that Valentine card. Be open without fear to what is to come. And before we get to March, which is pretty epic in its shifts um we we're still in for quite a soft february because on the 19th of february the sun moves into pisces and pisces season starts and um i think you know because february is a shorter month sh the shift here is on the 19th when generally the planets change signs around the 22nd 23rd so this is the 19th that um, Pisces season starts and on the 20th we have the Pisces new moon and again like I say this is another point around Valentine's Day that uh, we have this opening here of um, empathy affection love and um, a breakdown of our barrier our outer shell to be open and of course this Pisces new moon is happening at one degree so just like one degree inside the sign so it's right at the beginning so it really is like an initiation and a readiness to experience all that Pisces has to offer to really experience that openness to another person or to um, another idea or into your passion projects, uh, experiencing an openness to something otherworldly about the things you want to do and, and see. So all kind of magical rituals and ideas are really going to be quite profound to do at this point because it really is like an opening of our spiritual selves. And, and what I like about this Pisces new moon is that they're both the, you know, it's a beautiful beginning and it's, a, you know, and we think Pisces, will it, will it get, um, how long will it last? But both the sun and the moon will have just passed very recently Saturn in Aquarius and they'll have just passed that. So the, the idea that they've just passed Saturn, who is going to give them a kind of serious edge and allow them to bring along a bit of Saturn's commitment with them. And of course, Saturn will soon be sitting on that spot uh, in March. So I feel that we've got this lovely kind of serious element to it, that these planets, the sun and the moon coming together for the new moon with this Saturn energy is right. We can do this. This is stability. This is commitment. This is enabling us to go the long haul on this one. 
I do think Saturn's presence here is also maybe an understanding of the loss that we have experienced and the heartbreak that we have experienced. Um, so Saturn here will make us realize one, the sacredness of it, but the uh, the seriousness of our hearts and not, you know, so we're not just kind of being where, hey, here we go open. Saturn's going, right, no, this is the right thing to do. But there is um, an element of doing the right thing and um, being able to heal the heartbreak through Saturn's presence because he wants to do the right thing, wants to make things happen. I know we find it quite restrictive when he comes along, but being here with such a um, profound kind of love potion is he's really bringing in the 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 steadiness of this ship so i think it's quite good that he's there and also sat uh sorry and also venus is still in pisces at the time of the full moon venus is is just at the 29 degrees of pisces so that's a really quite profound that's a kick as well that's a boost to venusian openness so i'd totally say we have to go with whatever's happening but just 40 minutes later than the full moon peaks venus moves into aries and so this immediately changes the flavor it's like bingo it's like a sit up and take notice because you know the venus is the the pisces element is like here's the flush of love but the aries is like and here's the fire his sit up and take notice you know this is where suddenly she goes yeah i've i've made my claim here and now i've got the my, i've opened my heart and i've got confidence now i've got the assurance and the aries venus in aries is like yeah let's go let's do it this is the affirmation that we've been waiting for this is the I'm starting this and we're going ahead. So this is another powerful, um, you know, assurance that we're in the right direction. And of course, Venus will be in the first sign of the zodiac. She'll be going from the last to the first sign of the zodiac. So that is really like a beginner. That's the starter klaxon. Our Valentine's doesn't end on the 20th on this new moon, which of course will have kind of repercussions for, you know, a few days either side, even a week either side. But when we get to the end of February, um, Venus, now in Aries, is now meeting up with Jupiter. And like, you couldn't get two better planets to come together, Venus and Jupiter, the, the benefics, as we call them. And this is astrology gold. So this is a really lovely meeting, Venus and Jupiter. Venus, obviously, full of love and beauty and magnetism and Jupiter, abundance and yes to things and um, um, being in the flow and really um, allowing things to happen and grow and expand. So astrology gold here. on the So this is the 28th through to the 1st. And then when... Um, Venus gets closer and closer to Jupiter she actually then they both meet up and we call a really tight stellium between the 11th and the 14th of Aries um, where they meet up with Chiron too now of course Chiron is the wounding and Chiron in Aries is where where we are supposed to be taking personal responsibility for our wounding this is like oh yeah I got this and this is why you keep hearing in the mainstream about mental health because Aries is about the mental kind of realm and the thinking and before you taking action and so um here with Pisces it's like we're becoming I'm sorry not with Pisces with 
here with Aries and Chiron in Aries, it's like becoming aware of our triggers, becoming aware of our sensitivities, our own sensitivities, so that we can act on them and take responsibility for their healing. So when Venus and Jupiter come along to Chiron, it's like, here are my triggers writ large, but here's how I can heal them. Here's the balm that I need to really address these things. It's like, it's like the full ticket of here. I've kind of, you know, it's not like going to a healer and being healed. It's like the realization that you need within the, the light bulb that goes on that goes, yeah. This is why I this is why I don't need to carry this pain anymore. Now, of course, remember, Chiron is our deep sensitivities are very personal to ourselves. And in Aries, it's about our personal ego where we've personally been wounded. But really, Chiron is, remember, has the journey to become the master at that. So you learn about your sensitivity and then you become the master. And so Venus here and Jupiter is allowing you to master your wound and be go beyond being the wounded to the to the, the person that can help heal others with the similar wound. And, and this is like the flush, the huge flush of healing and of caring for yourself and and revising your values around what you think you need for yourself. It's going to reignite values of caring of yourself. And into this context, it's, it's taking away the caring from the state. And I think we'll see a lot of this because if you think that humanity has put their trust in the state to heal us say from the pandemic and we've gone right okay I'll go and do what you tell me to do and then realize that there's corruption within that that you're going oh no I'm going to take back that responsibility for me to heal myself to look after myself so I do think that's um you know if you're as I am in the business you know I'm a homeopath and a healer um in terms of herbalism and and, and bringing all my um, astrology homeopathy together and the shamanic work I do, it's like you're bringing that together. It's taking away from the state. And that's where the air, the Chiron in Aries, it's like, yeah, we can do this ourselves. We don't need a big brother or um, a big medical system or a big um, set of drugs to heal ourselves. What we need to do is heal heal ourselves personally and deep within. And I think that's going to be the shift that this brings on a global level, even though personally we may be feeling that we've got some things to do for ourselves. And anything you do now to initiate some kind of healing pattern, some sort of growth and um, that's healing your wounds, healing your heart because it's Venus and uh, understanding where your values and what you want within this context. If you initiate it now, because Aries is all about initiating, getting going, it's going to be an excellent project and it's really going to bring really good benefits. So that's a massive thumbs up from the universe. And remember, while we're talking about Valentine's and we've come to this Aries point that, you know, if you want to heal someone else within the relationship, you've only got to heal yourself. You can't heal the other person. So also this Aries meeting with Chiron, Venus and Jupiter, it's like I've got to heal myself. And the, the vibration that I get to then heals potentially other people or my partnerships around me. So there is that shift to kind of stop thinking about the other person and whether they're healed or what they're doing. Take responsibility for your own um, position and vibration and um, path. So because then it does 
will resonate because when Venus does go retrograde in Leo, it is looking inward at our own uh, path where we have taken the choices we have made. And is that right for us? And this is a real refinement. You know, when the, all planets are in direct motion, there is no consideration and it's just whoosh going forward, which is great for some things. But there, there does need to be a recap. Where have we got to? How are we getting here? So Venus in here is really um, Venus, when she gets to Leo and then starts to retrograde, we will be looking at, um, you know, then we have the chance to refine some of the things that are going on now. So I do think it's open, uh, important to open up now because you can refine it later. It's not a case of let's stay shut, not go with this energy, because then you're going to be, you know, what what regrets have I done or what did I miss out on? Maybe it's FOMO. But anyway, the dates then just again for uh, when Venus is going retrograde, she is going to go into the shadow on the 19th of June, the 12 degree sh uh, shadow in Leo. And on the 22nd of July, she retrogrades at 28 degrees Leo. That just happens to me exact with my son. And I know a few other people who've got the same 28 degree Leo sun. And then um, also it's the start of Leo season. And she has a two week station at 28 degrees, um, which is, um, you know, usual when the planets turn change direction. But two weeks uh, on the 13th of August, we have the Venus Kazemi when the Ven when Venus goes in front of the sun, which is a special day for love again and for realizations and for understanding what's going on in your heart. And on the 16th, we have the Leo new moon at 23 degrees Leo. And then on the 3rd of September, um, Venus goes forward again. So those are the dates for uh, the retrograde, Venus retrograde in Leo that will be coming up. But now, I think now is the time to be opening up to these wonderful opportunities and being, um, being vulnerable, showing your vulnerability and uh, moving with the planets for Valentine's Day. So I wish you all a really lovely Valentine's Day and please get in touch and tell me some of your romantic stories. I would like to hear them. So until next time, goodbye.